Welcome to the pushupmovements.com official first podcast. My name is Nunu and I am your host. In my show, The Inspiring Fitness Stories, we will share the life-changing journey of ordinary people who are achieving amazing things with fitness. How do they keep themselves motivated? What keeps them going? How do they cope with the everyday challenges of the modern day life and still find the time to exercise? By sharing these stories, we hope to inspire more people to engage in a healthier and active lifestyle. And for now, our first official podcast. Introducing Barbara Chung. She's 43 years old. She's a mother of two seven-year-old twins and she started her competitive journey in bodybuilding representing Singapore in the 2014 Southeast Asia competitions. For the past four years, Barbara started competing in strongman competitions. From 2015 to 2017, she held the title of Singapore's strongest woman in her category. She is a mom, she's a wife, she's a personal trainer, and she's also a strongman competitor. So we decided to have a chat with her and understand more and learn about her amazing personality, her amazing accomplishments, and her dedication to fitness. <laughs> Barbara, welcome. Um, that was your first introduction into strongman. We, we, this is when you started, right? In March 2015, this was your first event. So I imagine before this March 2015, you, you started training for it, correct? You didn't, you didn't just go for it. No, I started How did that training happen? for it in um, January. January. So, yes. January. So you started training for strongman in January 2015, and then immediately in March you, you I competed. I went for the com yeah, competition. So that, that, that's quite a short time, right? Yes, it is. It, it's it quite was a short a, time. It was an axle deadlift. So mm. basically I learned, I mean, I've been deadlifting before. So it all started when I met Taufik. He's uh, the strongest man in Singapore. Yeah. And he runs the He's a coach. Series. I've heard about him. Yes. I haven't met him personally, but I've heard about him. So I met him in December on 2014. Mm. And he said, Barbara, I'm going to run a comm in uh, March. Oh, okay. It's the uh, Axel deadlift. Why don't you come and join? So and like, he invited you? Yeah, he invited me to join. So I was like, I don't know how to deadlift, you know. I don't think I can even deadlift the opening weight of 100 kg. He's like, no, you will, you can, let me show you how. So he tweaked my technique and I was deadlifting 120, 130. So, so your interest in, in Strongman came because of this invitation from Taufik or were you already kind of like looking at it? Well, our inter my interest in Strongman went back years ago when Strongman was being uh, telecasted on TV, mm. the world's strongest man. Mm, my husband and I, when we were dating, we watch the telecast um, oh. on weekends. And I've always been fascinated by the speed, strength, agility, power. It's unimaginable how a human being can move at such great speed with, with such a great strength at the same time. So it's safe to say that it, it, it didn't came to you by design. You, you've always been interested in it, but never actually contemplated to join the strongman competition. No, because I always thought it's only for men. That's yeah. why strong men. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, the name itself. Yeah, the, it's a very male-dominated it. yeah. sport. But there's still a lot of females doing it, right? I, I've, I've only recently got exposed more to strongmen and the female component because I started researching more about you and what you actually have been achieving. Um, I didn't know that it was such a big component with women. I also had the misconception that it was for men only. I didn't see women competing in it. Well, it's only been not, not so... It's only been recent years, I believe, mm. that we, more women are taking part in the sport. Mm. 
there's more exposure mm. and um, being recognized also as women taking part in strong men. So there's also strong women now. Yeah, I think I think <laughs> it's absolutely awesome. I'm a big fan of women should actually do anything that a man can do, particularly when it comes to fitness. I also believe, I'm also a strong believer that women should not train any differently than men. They might have adap different adaptations or different responses to the exercise due to their genetic material, but in terms of training stimulus, there shouldn't be a significant difference between men and women. So mm -hmm. I, I totally agree with, with that point of view, and I think it's an amazing thing that you actually you're creating more awareness for women, particularly women in Singapore, that they should actually be, be stronger. That's why, why, why not? Strength training is a very good functional uh, training as well. Exactly. So you can get, carry groceries, bags of groceries without having worry. Yeah. Or, you know, if a car breaks down, you, you are confident that you can change your own car tire, for example. Yeah, I mean, strength, I mean, strength, is strength training particularly is associated with, with a lot of benefits. And we're talking specifically about health. It's one of the key components to training in terms of, of longevity and maintaining good body composition on the body because more towards health markers, not so much from a physique um, perspective. Um, but however, I don't know if you agree with, there's still, there's still a lot of women who run away from strength training. Well, I, I think it's the misconception that strength training will make them bulky and mm. mus muscular like men. So I think that's a very wrong conception and poor perception because Women don't get muscular like men or like bodybuilders because we don't produce testosterone to exactly. support those muscles. In exactly. fact, it's a very good fat loss, bone strengthening, joint strengthening, um, strength training. That's what it contributes to. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, let's let's fast forward here on your on your career. So uh, you had a couple of more um, um, competitions in Singapore uh, between October 2015 and, uh, and all the way to 2017. When, when, when was actually that you got your first title, like your first win? Do you remember? My first win? Yeah. Well, how do you win on a, how do you win on a strongman competition? You succeed at a lift, right? I would say it's pretty close mm. to what a powerlifting is. Yeah, we, we succeed at the, the to highest total lift. The total lift. Yeah, total lift. So it's a, an accumulation of lifts. Um, it depends on the competition. Oh, Some okay. competitions have four events. Yeah, because so, I know nothing about strongman competitions other than okay. what I see on TV, but I don't actually know the metrics. But when you got, when you when you got your first win, like meaning you you were the champion overall, when when did that happen? When was the first time? Um, in Singapore. In Singapore. It's a. It's a series, so it's mm. a com accumulation of yeah. the year's work. Oh, okay. So for me, it's defeating, not defeating. For me, it's winning every competition in in Singapore first mm. before I decided to go overseas. Okay, so that 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 brought you to your first international competition, which is, if I'm not mistaken, was in the Philippines, correct? That's right. That was in June 2016. That's correct. Right. That's when you achieved uh, first in terms of international and third in terms of the women's open. That's right. right. So what's the difference between the, the, the first international and the third women's open? Is it a difference of category? Um, no, it's the same. It's the, it's the events are the same. Mm. It's just different uh, categories. Yes, oh, okay. as you mentioned. Oh, the okay. events are the same. We had yoke and we had um, deadlift. Mm like 120 kg for reps in one minute. The third was uh, lock lift, maximum lock lift. 
And the fourth was um, Atlas Stone carry. Low, uh, the, like the ones we're, we're sitting yeah, on, Yeah, the Atlas right? Stone that we sit on and you're supposed to throw it over a bar that's about 1.5 meters high. The How many reps you can do it again in one minute. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Then you were the first woman to compete in what the what's it called the static um monsters world championships right this was in all in october 2017 correct yeah that's right yeah so that was the first time that you actually went to australia to compete there right the, the static show of strength or was that in singapore still no the show of strength was in singapore show of strength was in singapore but the static monsters the static monsters i went to gold coast australia. that was the gold coast yes. and the first time you went there internationally was october 2017 correct yes, okay right. and what what was your achievement for that particular event i came i mean i won you won i won in gold coast you won in gold coast yes. and then you repeated it again this year correct that's right in may 2018 um where you won uh, 65 kg log overhead and axle deadlift with 220 kg, correct? Right. right. And I heard that you were actually injured oh. before that competition, right? What happened there? It was an accident. I was preparing the axle wheel for training mm. and I slipped and the wheel is about 58 kg. So I lost my balance and as I lost my balance, I pushed the wheel away and the edge of the wheel just slashed my Oh, you foot. still have the scar yeah. here. I don't know if you guys can see it, but <laughs> we still have the scar here. So that means you actually had to get stitches on it. Yeah, it's six stitches. Six stitches. And I was bruised by the wheel. So I was like basically And you still competed? On bruises for, for a few weeks. Yeah, and I still competed because... And you won, which is <laughs> the most won. amazing thing, right? So when you competed, you had stitches on you? Or no, did they, no, did no. they just taped it? No. The stitches came out a week after the oh, injury, okay. so the incident happened a month before the injury, yeah. uh, before the competition. Yeah, but that kept you kept going, right? That didn't demotivate you. Well, I had to stop heavy training for my legs for two weeks mm. because I didn't want the wound to tear open, and um, I just did a lot of upper body, mostly upper body. And uh, th at the third, two weeks before the comp, I cannot lift heavy anymore. Yeah, because you. In preparation for the comm, you're not supposed, you're supposed to let your CNS rest. Yeah. So I just did mm. light work for my legs and the lifts. Well, that, seem, that seems to not have affected your performance anyway. So you still achieved, you still won. You still, I could you have still put bigger it. numbers. I don't know. <laughs> you, well, could that, have, that's, have. Her, that's her mindset, right? Yes. She could have put bigger numbers. She won, but she could have put bigger numbers. So let's, let's, let's go into that. Um, what, what makes you go? What makes you go on? Because a normal individual with an injury like that, probably any other person would have said, oh, no, the hell with it. I'm not going to do it. I got to recover. There's an injury. Um, I probably won't be able to lift as heavy or I'll be affected by it. But you actually pull through. You continue to do whatever you could in terms of training. And you actually went there and won. Yeah. So what kept you going? I don't know. The strong willpower to win. <laughs> I trained too hard not to go there and instantly when I fell down the first thought that came into my mind was oh my god why is this happening you know I, I doesn't mean I can't compete anymore all my efforts have gone to waste so that was the first thought that crossed my mind I was crying I was in tears I was panicking and then when things calmed down I, I told myself I said no matter what the, you know, no matter what has happened 
So just move forward, move on and do what you can, do your best. And at that time, I had a lot of friends and supporters who believed that I could win. I didn't want to let them down as well. Not that I'm doing it for them. Of course. But, but to me, it's very personal. It's like I'm doing it for myself as well, for my children, for my, sub, you know, my family. I wanted to go all the way since I'm already almost there. It, it's such a shame if I gave up. What, what do you think that was probably your biggest catalyst to actually push through? Was it, was it that you really, you really wanted to win or you, you wanted to avoid disappointing people that were expecting you to do it? What do you think was the, the biggest key driver there? Well, it's also to prove my, to myself that despite all these adversities and tribulations, I can do it. It's more to, um, how do you say? strengthen the mind, mm. harden the mind and the heart. So that's my way of doing it to myself. <laughs> so how, how, did you actually, how did you actually prep yourself to it? Did, did, you, like, did you have conversations with yourself? Did you talk with your family? Uh, how do you do it? How did you, how did you overcome it? Oh, I, I visualize my lives. Mm. I visualize myself on stage. I visualize accomplishing my lives, smooth lives, doing what I want to do and win to win the competition. Yeah. So it, is it safe to say that probably you focus more on that sense of achievement and being able to push through? Yes, I focus more on the positive sides. Mm. I mean, there's no time for negativity at, uh, during this period of time because it's so crucial, especially to an athlete's well-being. If you have negative self-talk, you will perform negatively. That, that's a definite. True. True. If well, you're I mean, not you confident of yourself. You will not perform. I mean, it, it is it is said that thoughts become actions, right? Yes, thoughts become things. Thoughts become actions. That's right. Is that how you usually deal with with adversity, or when something doesn't go the way that that you idealize it, you always focus on the positive? Is 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 that is that how you do it? No, no. I have to learn the hard way. <laughs> Can you give me an Nobody's example? Born like Can you give that. me an example of what, what's learning it the hard way? I mean, learning it the hard way is that I, I, I believe that if, you do, if a lesson is thrown at you yeah. to strengthen yourself as a human, be it mentally, spiritually or physically, and you don't learn it or you, don't, mm. or you push it aside and say, ah, it's their fault, you know, it's not my fault it happened, it's because somebody else did it to me and you blame others, you don't take it in and you don't learn it and process it and apply it to your life, the, les the lesson will keep, be will keep being thrown at you. That's what I believe in life. Yeah. So it's more towards the accountability, right? You, you being responsible by, by your actions and being responsible for your destiny, basically. That's true. Yeah. Now, that's really good. Um, what, what actually did, what did, other than Taufik's invitation, what moved you to start? Actually, let's backtrack a little bit more before before you actually joined strongman competition because you were not new to fitness, right? No. No, you 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 did bodybuilding also. So you did how many competitions you did on I bodybuilding? Did one. You did one. Yeah. But yeah. So but that's already at a competitive level, right? And and I have the utmost respect for bodybuilders. Asian I, level. That was at the Asian yeah. level. I have the utmost respect for bodybuilders. It takes a, a huge amount of dedication and discipline towards the diet and the training to actually achieve the results that, that they can. So at that point, if you can remember, what what 
moved you to start on that competitive uh, journey? I suppose I've always been competitive in my life. Mm. It's just I've not been guided the right way to do it the right way, so I gave up. Yeah. Um, many, many years ago, I was in swimming. I remember when I was 13 years old, there was a swimming competition yeah. in school. So I wanted to take part to, to join and win or have experience. And I'm up against girls in my school that were in a swimming team. So they have the right coach. They train almost every day or at least three times a week. And I didn't. So I was like, never mind, I can wing it. I can swim. I'm a good swimmer. So it was a backstroke 50 meters event, I remember. So on that day, I came in last. Hmm. I was like, oh my God, why? It's such a shame, you know. I came in last I was like, for like the last, I think I was 30 seconds behind the last person before me. So I thought to myself, is it because I didn't train? Is it because I didn't have the right coach? I mean, that time I didn't know. Yeah. So I was just so disappointed and I gave up swimming because of that. So fast forward now to 2014. That's when I decided to compete uh, for this bodybuilding show. I remembered that lesson I learned hmm. when I was 13 and said, do I want to be like that again? Do I want to be ashamed of myself and regret not putting my best and coming in last? Do I want that? And I told myself, no, I don't want to be like that. So what do you got to do? Do your best. Train hard. Do whatever it takes. Eat more or eat the right way. Have a coach. Mm. Put in our time, your effort. Then you see the results. And that's where it happened, when, when it happened until today. So, that, that, I mean, that's a... In, in a life of a teenager or a young child, that, that what you just expressed, that, that's something that carries on with us, right? Mm -hmm. Because I also, I also find myself nowadays, sometimes when, I'm, when I, when I want to have a, a new goal or I, I want to have a new objective, I often find myself going backtracking to my early childhood or teenager and see, and I look at the failures. I look at the things, I, I look at what did I feel at that time by not following through. Mm -hmm. And what more could I do today? So what can I learn from the mistakes of the past that can actually bring, bring me forward? But that's, that's, a right. really, that's a really important uh, concept. So it, when, you say, when you said you were swimming, I also, I also saw in your write-up that you did uh, synchronized, synchronized swimming, swimming right? Yes. So tell, us, tell me a little bit about that. Well, that wasn't on a, on a competitive level. That was more of a performance level mm. because we were the only synchronized swimming team in Singapore, the first one from Methodist Girls School. Mm. And we did a lot of, we had a coach, we practiced and we choreographed our own, uh, our own swimming, uh, choreographed our own dance in, mm. the, in the water. And um, I enjoyed that a lot because we were stars. So we did openings for pools, we did swimming national events, we were one of the star performances okay. during that period of time. And that was the first, I mean, according to what, what, the, what I looked at, it, it, that was the first ever team yes, in, Singapore, in Singapore, right? So you, and now Singapore's synchronized swimming is competitive. I know, right? That, that's Wonderful. pretty amazing. Wonderful. That's pretty amazing. 
Um, moving moving back into your into your most recent achievement, so you, you won the title of uh, uh, Singapore's strongest woman. You went to the Gold Coast and 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 you competed there. What what was it like? The the experience of being there in Australia. So I'm guessing this was all from your own investment, right? You, you didn't yes. have any, you didn't have any sponsorship or any support going into this. Well, tell me a little bit about that. For Gold Coast, um, I had a generous sponsor who gave us some cash okay. to help us with our accommodation. Okay, that's great. But other than that, it was self-funded. It's all self-funded, right? Yes. So it's still a sport that's a lot self-funded, like a lot of the sports in Singapore. Still in, still in Singapore, yeah. right? And I don't uh, recognize. <clears throat> yeah, I do believe that there's, there's, there's a growing trend in terms of that shift. I do believe that there's, there's more awareness coming out in terms of the competitive le level, but I think there's still more work to be done. Yes, there is. Yeah. And there's so much potential and, and, and people to explore that, you know, that can be pushed to greater heights yeah. if given the right support. <clears throat> Yeah. Well, hope, hopefully the objective of, of also what I'm doing here together with you and all the other people that I've invited to come on this show is also, also try to create a little bit more of their awareness and, and show to people that there's actually a very, um, there's a valid option in terms of these competitions. And it's not just because of the, of the rewarding side of it, because sometimes the, the reward that you get out of the competitions, it's not that big of a deal, right, in terms of prizes. Um, if I'm lucky, I get a tub of protein. Okay. <laughs> So you're literally and a medal or you're a literally trophy. you're literally putting yourself through all this discipline that involves um, no workout, it involves nutrition, and involves juggling your own personal life with your professional life, and still making time for the competitions. And you're not actually doing it for a reward, right? Mm, self reward, I suppose. Self achievement. Yeah, but I think that's the biggest reward of all. I mean. The, you're doing it for the sense of achievement, which is which is which is amazing. Um, I think we're falling into a world where things are so readily available and on demand that we're always expecting a, what can I get out of it? And then I think people forget the true the true beauty of it. And you going through this process and following your fitness journey is actually quite inspiring. That you put yourself through all this and you still achieve these 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 amazing achievements, and it's all from you. Yeah, it's all self-supported. Exactly, and no one or nothing can take that away from me. Yeah. Because even my parents do not support what I'm doing. Oh, okay. They, they advise me against it because they say, why do you want to live so heavy? You're so old. You're going to die early. <laughs> <laughs> I, could, I, could, I could almost hear my mom. I could almost hear my mom. My mom, my mom had this idea. So my mom passed away, unfortunately, due to cancer. But my mom had this idea that everything that I do was gymnastics, <laughs> right? So she was always asking, did, 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 are, you, are you pushing your body too hard? Be careful, dear. You don't want to die young. <laughs> I, think, I think it comes down from that on the pre-interview when we were talking that misconception about what we do and, and how much beneficial it can actually be f for the body. Although when you go into a competitive level, there's a price to pay in when it comes to competitive level. This is extreme. Yeah, level, but the journey to get there and the lessons that you learn can actually change your life for the, for the better. At least that, that's what I believe. I believe that too, yeah. as, as a human. <laughs> Would you say, what, what, do you, what would you say, and looking at you, I think, I, I look at you, I, I see two things. I see motivation, and I see work ethic. But if you have to choose 
one of the two, which one do you feel it's more important, motivation or work ethic? You can't do one without the other, I think. True. <laughs> I can't choose. Yeah. There's many factors. Passion as well. Yeah, true. Uh, determination, discipline, consistency. Yeah. Yeah. I think well, uh, I've been watching a lot of a lot of shows lately, and I'm reading a, a lot of a lot of books when it comes to self motivation and leadership and and uh, self development. One of the things that and, and this is my opinion, it doesn't, it doesn't need to be anywhere close to you, or I'm not trying to change your opinion. But one of the things that I've learned along the way is that um, motivation is a feeling, right? It comes and goes. You might be motivated some days to do the things that you do. You might not be motivated to, to do the things that you do. Mm -hmm. But work ethic is you being able to do what needs to be done, even when you don't, don't like want to do it. Okay. Right. So for me, for example, if I had to choose, I, I, obviously motivation and work ethic, as you said brilliantly, they work hand in hand. But if I have to choose something to focus on, for me, I always choose to work ethic rather than motivation because I know some days I might not be actually wanting to do. Okay, let me put it I another way. Brushing teeth. Yeah. Will you be motivated to brush your teeth every not day? Not really. But you know you have to because it's good for you, and you don't want to get shitty teeth or tooth decay. <laughs> and that and that is that that I love that matter. That is a brilliant analogy because it's like exercising, right? Because when people start a training program, or when people start, they everyone wants to transform their life, right? Everyone, I, I want to transform my body. But if you brush your teeth eight hours in a day, that's not going to change anything, right? It's the consistent, because when you go to the dentist, you, you need to brush your teeth two to three minutes every day. It, it's two not, times a day at two least. Two times yeah. a day at least, right? So it's the consistency of those actions that's going to lead uh, to the result. So what you just said is brilliant because one of the struggles that I feel the most, particularly when I'm, when I'm in, in personal training is that people don't understand consistency. They want results, so they, they, well, I'm sorry to say, but a lot of them want results overnight. Yeah. And they think that by one, two sessions, they can lose weight or they can be stronger or they can do a lot of feats and tasks that they want, like squatting. If someone doesn't know how to squat properly, you can't expect them to squat 20 kg or with a bar even. So you teach them how to squat with their body weight first. The movement, the mechanism, what is involved in a squat. Then they slowly build up and maybe a month later if they are strong enough, you put them on the bar or heavier weights and you add weights and thereafter. So, so you, because you're also a personal trainer, so your day job is actually being a personal trainer, That's correct? Right. Um, so what's the th what's, what do people look more when, when they come to you I'm sure you have a lot of people coming to you and, and wanting to train with you. What do they look for? What do they want? A lot of them want f fat loss, weight loss, or they want to fit into that perfect wedding dress. Hmm. So I, I, it's safe to say, because I have the same experience, right? Still, majority of the people, still, they just purely want to look good. They're looking more for that shape or that transformation on the body. What, what do you think? What do you feel? I think it's also for health. Mm. <clears throat> like they. They know that obesity leads to diabetes, cancer, heart diseases, and so on and so forth. So if you're overweight and you're not healthy, you're going to get sick. So they don't want to get sick or they're on the brink of sickness. 
and they want to change that. So the only way is through exercise. Yeah, I think, the, I think the government in Singapore is also making an amazing job in terms of creating awareness uh, to the public in terms of um, increasing level, level of activity mm -hmm. and uh, decreasing um, the amount of sugar intake on a daily basis because diabetes is a really big thing in Singapore. It's an epidemic worldwide, not just in Singapore. But I think the government is actually doing a really good job. So do you feel that the public, when... When, when people talk to you, even, even if it's not within your, your, your client circle, do people reach out more to you in terms of the expectation of actually being healthy versus the, I just want to look good? Yes, being healthy is more, more so on their list now. Especially if they have just recovered from an illness or they're coming out of it or on medication and the medication is making them bloated or feel even weaker. Yeah. They want to do something about it because they don't want to be on medication or painkillers for the rest of their life. They know yeah. what, what it takes on, I mean, the effects that it takes on their body in the long run. So in order to do that, they, they have to turn to exercise and fitness so that they don't even have to need those painkillers in the first place. Yeah, true. What would be a, um, like a quick tip that we could share that would lead people to actually be more consistent at, at, at either looking to engage in, 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 a, in a fitness program or, a, or an exercise program, or if they're struggling currently with their fitness program to achieve that consistency? Well, think of your own body. You have, to, you have only one body to live in for the rest of your life. Don't you want to take care of it? It's with you in sickness or in health. I mean, you can not carry your handbag and leave it at home, but can you not carry your body around everywhere you go, you can't. Yeah. It's stuck with you. Yeah. So you have to be comfortable under your own skin. Do you think people get distracted easily? I don't think they get distracted easily. I think they give up easily. You think they give up easily? Too easily. Yeah. Why? Why what, what makes you say that? What do you feel? Because of the effort and the time and the energy they have to put into to make something work. They have to stay true to it for a period of time before they can see and feel the results. Exactly. But they don't have, a lot of them don't have the patience. And they say, oh, I'm aching so much today. Okay, I don't want to do this anymore. It goes back to what we were, <laughs> it goes back to what we were talking when you, when you talked about brushing your teeth, right? It comes That's back right. to that work ethic and that consistency that people want to, need to achieve. Um, the, one of the things that, that I usually feel is, and see if you agree with it, is people, people, like the result but the work to get there that's a different story yes that's right Right, but because for example for you how, how much does it take from you to actually to main to not only maintain maintain your appearance maintain your figure but maintain a healthy lifestyle um it's become a lifestyle for me yeah so i try to eat as clean as possible when i'm uh, most days because i I know how eating junk food affects my body and how I feel afterwards. And I don't want to be feeling that every day. I'm not going to mm. feel great training the next day. I'm not going to feel energetic or alert. I'm going to feel sluggish. <clears throat> I'm going to feel like there's a stone sitting in my stomach because it's not digested. It's sitting there and I feel like crap. So when I want to eat junk or fast food again, I think I remember this feeling that I have. Do I want to put myself through that again? Is it worth it? No. <laughs> yeah, so it, com it comes a lot from those self-conversations that you need to have, right? Those conversations that you need yes. to have 
with yourself, which is you have to be what conscious. am I what am I doing to myself? Exactly. What is this gonna get me? How is right? it gonna make me feel? Do I want it do I want to feel this way again? Is it good for me? So it's a lot of self-talk, consciousness, and um, knowing your body. So that, that takes time as well. You have to learn about your own body. Mind, mind and body connection. Not just mind and muscle. Also mind exactly. And body. I, I think that there's a lot of trial and error. And I think uh, one of the uniqueness about you and people, to, people who are successful is you in terms of turning uh, a healthy lifestyle into the exact concept of that, a lifestyle, is that consistency of dealing with the trial and error and accepting the failures and then moving on and relearning again. Obviously, everyone can have a cheat meal and everyone can have a, a not-so-clean meal every now and then. I do too. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I think it's just that, that again, that self-conversation of, okay, if I do this, I know I can do this once in a while, but if I do it more often, I know how my body is going to feel, so why do I keep doing it? Exactly. <laughs> that's one of the, that's like pretty one of the big um, concerns that we 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 still have. Uh, before I ask you the last question, how can people find you online? Like, do do you have like an open uh, Facebook page or Instagram page? How can people reach out more to you? Well, yeah, my Instagram name is Barbara Chung, and uh, I have a Facebook athletes page also under Barbara Chung. So it's all under your name, Barbara Chung. So yes. if people Google you, something's going to show up, right? Yes, I hope. <laughs> okay, great. So my last question to you is going to be, how, how would you like to inspire the world into a healthier lifestyle? Well, I do not wish to inspire the world. But if you could, <laughs> if you could, let's, let's, think, um, <laughs> let's, think, let's think region. Singaporeans, let's talk about Singaporeans. I'm, I'm, one of my biggest missions is also creating more awareness to Singaporeans and giving back to the Singapore community because moving to Singapore one was one of the biggest blessings in my life and I love the country, I love the people. So me being here with you is my way to giving back to the community. So let's think about Singaporeans. If, how can we inspire uh, more of our fellow Singaporeans into a more healthier, active lifestyle? What do you think? I think... Start by being examples of, our, of ourselves. Start being examples to them that we are also humans. We also, I'm also Singaporean. And start by being example. Lead by example. That, that's the best that I can think of to inspire people. I think, I think that's, I think that's ama an amazing lesson. Uh, if anything, we learn more by looking at our examples than actually learning by ourselves. That's true. So I think that that's an amazing, that's an amazing point of view. Um, that's it for me. I think I don't have any other questions for you. I think that this was an amazing interview. It was, it was much better than I initially <laughs> anticipated. I think you're a wonderful person. I think, I think you have a, a wonderful personality. You're very positive. You're very self-aware. That's one of the things that surprised me the most about, about talking to you is the amount of self-awareness that you have and how you strive to achieve success regardless the odds. I, I, I truly hope you have a, a very long-term and successful career with both personal training and also in strongman competitions. And I'm sure we're going to be hearing more out of you soon. Any competitions coming up soon that we should be aware and check you out? I'm taking a break for now. But okay. I'm thinking perhaps I might step on stage again. Okay. <laughs> towards bodybuilding. Yes. Okay. So you're going to shift a little bit towards bodybuilding. I don't know. I might. I'm just still playing in my head because... Everybody wants a comeback, and I, I feel the, 
another vision coming up as well. Okay, so, cool. So yeah. you make sure to keep me posted, and I'll, I'll I'll make sure to share it and drop by to see you on the on the stage there. <laughs> Thank okay? you. Thank you so much, Barbara. Good job. Thank you. Thank Have you. a wonderful day. You too. And that's it. That was our first official podcast release with Barbara Chung in the Inspiring Fitness Stories by the Push-Up Movement. I'd like to send a word out to our official sponsors, Under Armour Singapore and also Rehab Zone Singapore. If you guys are listening to this for the very first time, remember to continue to follow the channel and we will be releasing inspirational stories every month. Until then, I'll see you soon.